Hi, everyone. So I, I saw something on Facebook uh, regarding the opioid crisis in Saskatchewan and the overdoses, and I, I just had to record this and share this. Uh, this was a post from someone named John T Talker, I, I think is how you say it. And uh, it was such a good post. Uh, I just, I really, it got me emotional. I, I actually shed a few tears and, uh, and you know, I, I, I feel obliged to, to read the post, to record it and to share it to everyone. Um, and yeah, I, I talked to John and he gave me permission to do so. His post starts, It's been a few days and I still don't know what to say or where to start or even to post anything at all, but I also don't believe I should stay silent. Feel the need to say something because maybe saying something, anything, may help others. There are so many things I want to say, but I can't find the words. I've seen a lot of great posts and one in particular about a young girl named Maddie who was struggling. I'm using some wisdom from them all. Our family is absolutely devastated. Again. I've now lost three sisters far too early. You see, this is my beautiful niece, Michaela. Although she was my niece, after her mother, my sister Amanda, died when Michaela was a very young child, she grew to become more of a sister to me. Now, for those of you that don't know, you know. For those of you that don't know, Michaela had the absolute kindest soul anyone could have. A heart of gold and an unbelievable love for her family and friends. Also, Michaela suffered from addiction and tirelessly battled mental illness. Her illness was borderline personality disorder. Please read up on it if you've ever questioned Michaela's actions at times. It may help you understand. We've been in this battle with her since she was very young. Michaela was never the same happy child after her mother died when she was six years old. She celebrated her 26th birthday this year. After countless hospital stays, doctor's offices, counselor visits, heavy medications, terrifying phone calls, sleepless nights, and a very frustrated and pissed off family at times, Michaela lost her battle this past weekend. Did you know that addiction is classified in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition, the DSM-5? It's a mental illness that lives in the brainstem, the same brainstem that serves a critical role in regulating certain involuntary actions of the body, including heartbeat and breathing. Think about that. Individuals struggling with addiction feel that they need their drug of choice the same way they feel the need to breathe. Think about how that must feel. Our society treats addiction and mental illness as a choice and a moral issue and places judgment and blame on individuals battling addiction and mental illness instead of empathy and understanding. It's extremely difficult for an individual who's battling addiction and mental illness to gain support and many times it feels absolutely impossible to them. The detox process can be violent and result in death if not monitored by medical professionals. The experiences of suicidal thoughts or attempts are often met with judgment or an you're just looking for attention response. So when someone needs serious help or at rock bottom and are admitted into the hospital, they have a short stay and then they are released at the time their serotonin levels are lowered, leading to a high rate of relapse. It's a weak band-aid that does not heal the wound. It takes an average of 14 to 16 months of sobriety for an individual's brain to balance serotonin levels to that of a neurotypical brain, not just a few days. Access to mental health aid is an absolute disgrace. To visit a counselor, you're looking at about $150 a visit if you can afford that. Most private insurances, if you even have it, will only pay for about three sessions with a counselor a year. That's if you can get in to see someone within four months. 
Then, they will push you out the door as quickly as they can with a prescription, which you probably can't afford, and say good luck. If you have the money, there are private centers in BC where individuals that are struggling can seek help. It's $750 a night. So, if you don't have great private insurance or a lot of money, you're fucked. Our mental health aid is failing everyone who needs it. Please get mad about that. I'm begging you. Effective treatment and counseling is tens of thousands of dollars and will go on for a lifetime. Not a couple hundred and a few days stay in the hospital. I don't blame the doctors and counselors. I blame the broken healthcare system we have. Accidental overdose is a real thing, a very real thing. Saskatchewan is on pace to see approximately 400 individuals die from accidental opioid overdoses in 2021. The CDC reports that 136 people die every day from accidental opioid overdoses. That's one person every 10 and a half minutes. By the time you're done reading and processing this post, someone will have died from an opioid overdose. Someone's child. Someone's spouse. Someone's parent. Someone's friend. Someone's aunt, uncle. Someone's niece, nephew. Someone's brother and sister. Addiction is a medical condition, not a choice. The two biggest factors that make an addict are, one, genetic predisposition, and two, childhood trauma. Michaela had both. There's not that one hit or that one decision that will make an addict an addict. It's not a moral problem. I repeat, addiction is not a moral problem or a choice. Did you know that addiction's genetic predisposition is over 50%? Over 50%. Let that sink in. You still think addiction is a moral problem or a choice? A parenting problem? Or why don't you get a better job problem? A why don't you get help problem? A you're doing this yourself problem? Maybe hear me screaming at the top of my lungs for Michaela, who had brown hair and beautiful hazel eyes, a smile I will cherish forever, a laugh I will do anything to hear one more time, and when she was happy, a personality that would light up a room with a caring heart the size of Texas. If there's one thing an addict would say, it's that they're still in there. The person that you knew and loved is still in there. They are not their disease. They are not their disease. Addiction is a disease. Much like a disease of diabetes. It's a disease that needs to be monitored every day for the rest of their lives. And it's hard. It takes support and unrelenting diligence. Our healthcare system is broken. It's built for heart attacks and broken bones, not for panic attacks and broken hearts. We need to do better by those struggling with addiction and those battling mental illness. We need to do better by Michaela and everyone who's lost battle and for those who continue to fight. The paradigm needs to shift. Our insurance benefits need to change. Our access to mental health aid needs to change. Public awareness needs to change. The judgment needs to stop. Addiction doesn't discriminate. I will forever advocate for each and every addict because they deserve every bit of space on earth as we do. Every bit of love and peace and opportunity. It is not their fault. There won't be a day that goes by that I won't ask myself if I could have done more to help Michaela. I will live with that and that's for me and the man in the mirror to work out. So please, do what you can. Raise awareness. Make waves, take up space, and please raise your empathy for those struggling with addiction and those struggling with mental illness. Next time you witness an addict struggling, don't say, wow, look at them. Say, I understand. 
Say, I will pray for them. Say, it's not their fault. You can feel sorry for them. That's okay. And if you're one of those great individuals with broad shoulders who has the ability to be there for others, keep doing it. Keep being that light in the harbor for those who are lost. You do make a difference, and your light can be seen. And if any of this hits home with you, you're not alone. I, and many others, many more than you know, are with you, judgment-free. Please, let's be better. Let's be kinder. Let's lead with empathy, not judgment. All said with love, John. Celebration of Michaela's life will be held at Spears Funeral Chapel on Saturday, November 13th. So there you have it. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so much, John. And I'm so, so, so sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for over 400 families that are going to lose people this year. That's just this year. Just this province. I'm begging our government, please don't make decisions based on bias, stigma, and ideology, but rather empathy, compassion, research, and facts. Teach the ignorant instead of pandering to them. John, I am so sorry. My heart breaks for the people of Saskatchewan.